0: wrestling fans and welcome to another edition of the scumbags wrestling podcast my name is sean coming to you from london ontario canada i'm actually in my car heading down the highway to saint thomas from london to check out smash wrestling tonight i'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us whether it's on itunes spotify stitcher or wherever else you get your podcast from normally we do some commercials including one for Tyson Dukes and the Russell Factory, And be sure to check him out if you're interested in becoming a wrestler. He has over 20 years experience in the wrestling business, working for WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and Smash Wrestling, plus every other organization in between. He's worked around the world, and he's teaching the fundamentals of the squared circle to the next generation of talent coming up. The future is happening now. At the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and you can catch them each and every Friday on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. With the production line, I stop by the Wrestle Factory and record matches of the students as they become wrestlers, and we'll see how they get built from the ground up. I apologize if you end up hearing any car sounds. Or even if I stutter a slight bit because I'll be distracted by actual driving rather than recording this podcast. But, as I said right at the top, I'm heading to St. Thomas. They have a card today at the Joe Thornton Community Center. And so I'm going to run down that card. Let you know about the next time that Smash Wrestling is here in London. And then also go to NXT which is happening tonight on the WD Network with my predictions and a somewhat half preview of the Survivor Series, which is happening tomorrow because the card isn't even completely full yet because NXT haven't presented what their teams are going to be for representing them in the elimination matches, which are five on five on five. It's a cluster. I get it. It's kind of confusing, but... NXT did uh, beat WWE or NXT did beat AEW this week in the uh, ratings, probably because of the uh, planned attack by Raw and SmackDown, and people wanted to see what was going to happen there. And AEW wasn't coming off a pay per view. Once again, heading to St. Thomas for Smash Wrestling. That card has Ethan Dukes taking on Brett Perry. It's a battle of two students of the wrestle factory and brett perry is actually making his debut in front of a live audience now if you've followed the production line you've seen a number of brett perry matches he's finally ready they're pulling the trigger and bringing him into a live audience setting i've seen a five minute preview of this match this past week so i can't give you any details of what to expect Now, the finish might change between now and the actually happening from what I saw on Wednesday, but I'm not going to give any spoilers on that one. The rest of the card has Corey Stone, who Tyson Dukes uh, definitely took to school in Tilsonburg, taking on Psycho Mike Rollins. I think Corey Stone, in the limited appearances I've seen of him, is definitely talented, And it should be a really good fight between Psycho Mike and Corey Stone. I'm still a Psycho Mike fan, though, right from the start. I saw him at Tri-City years ago in uh, Kitchener, and he's come a long way. And everybody knows what to expect from Psycho Mike. And that's to not expect anything, because the man is a creative genius. Whether it's a magic lamp or his conscience talking to him. The guy is totally talented. I'm picking Psycho Mike Rollins to pick up the victory in this one. Tyson Dukes is going to take one of his students to back to school in Michael Grayson, and Tyson should pick up the victory pretty well over Grayson. Let's hope Grayson hasn't uh, done anything wrong in class, and it's now time for the teacher to take it out on him. And hopefully Michael Grayson has picked up All his uh, bills and paid for his training that he's gotten. Or somebody's going to be asking for a little bit more payback in this one, if you know what I mean. Corey Stone's chest still looks like a chopped hamburger after being in the ring with Tyson Dukes. Now we're also going to see a triple threat match with the tag team titles on the line. The Revolt are going to get another tag team uh, title opportunity against Halal Beefcake, but this time they're inserting the pillars. That's going to be Brent Banks and Tarek. I still think eventually the Revolt are going to end up getting the tag titles away from Halal Beefcake, and this is only one more step closer, but it's still not going to be close enough, and Halal Beefcake are going to retain the tag team titles. Now, I don't know how but maybe we're going to see one of the pillars take it the fall on this one. Who knows? We also have Violet Lee and The Muscle, known as Physical Attraction, taking on Josh Pine and Kyle Boone, who are known as Baywatch. This match happened before with Kim, or Gail Kim, as the special guest referee. I see a lot more shenanigans happening in this one, and... Even though Physical Attraction picked up the victory the last time, this time it's going to be Baitwatch getting the victory on this one. Then the final match is going to be the King of the North, Carter Mason, taking on the endorsement, Sebastian Suave. I'm learning a lot more over time of the history of the King of the North and what had him away from the ring and to know that he's come back as strong as he has and beat all the obstacles that were in his way and prove the doctors wrong is amazing he's super impressive I also like Sebastian Suave I just think he's all around professional in everything that he does And I don't know if he's going to have Kingdom with him today or not. But he's still kind of sneaky. And King of the North has a little bit more to prove. The winner in this one, sorry Sebastian, but the King of the North is going to win it. So that's happening today. Joe Thornton Community Center in St. Thomas. If you haven't got your tickets yet, get there now. There's going to be some tickets at the door. Doors open in about a half hour from what I'm recording right now. So, by the time I get there, the doors are going to be open. And by the time this is posted, you're going to hopefully be there yourself and taking part in it. Though, if you end up missing this card in St. Thomas, you better make sure you're at the next card, which is Remix You a Merry Christmas, happening on December 15th. Doors open at 4 p.m., first bell at 5, $10 discount, because that's their gift to us this year for Christmas. Row 1 VIP are all sold out at $35 piece. Row 2 VIP is $30, and you can still get tickets through me. Just contact me as soon as possible so we don't uh, get shut out. On that card, they already have six matches announced. One includes... Psycho Mike Rollins taking on Kyle Boone. Tyson Dupes going one-on-one with Tyler Turva. Cody Deaner makes his return to London and goes against the endorsement, Sebastian Suave. Then, all three titles are going to be on the line from Smash Wrestling. The women's title. In her first title defense, Rosemary, goes against Alexia Nicole. The second match has the revolt. Going once again after Halal Beefcake. I have a feeling this will be the Christmas gift that the Revolt are looking forward to. And they will win the tag team titles from Halal Beefcake to end the year as your new Smash Wrestling Champion. But I will get more into that as we get closer and we talk about it on that day. And the main event has the the Smash Wrestling Champion chip on the line as the remix kevin bennett takes on andrew everett now andrew everett really hasn't been in london i do believe i saw him at the northern tournament one time and this should be a really good match either way all three titles are going to be online some great matches already lined up there might be a couple more surprises you never know because it's christmas holiday season and smash wrestling might be in the gifting mood but either way, you won't want to miss December 15th, the London Music Hall. Remix you a Merry Christmas. Tickets are on sale now by going to smash-wrestling.com or be a part of the Scumbags section in row 2 for $30. Contact me through our Facebook page or email me at smash... Sorry. Email me at wrestling at gmail.com. Like I said, I'm driving and heading to St. Thomas, so if some of this is a little bit choppy, I definitely apologize for it, and my normal guys that I ride with, who would keep me on track, are not here, so we're winging it. Anyways, tonight, St. Thomas for Smash Wrestling, December 15th, Smash Wrestling at the Linden Music Hall. Independent wrestling at its best, you don't want to miss it. Speaking of low tonight, if you're not in St. Thomas, you can always be at home watching the WWE Network as NXT TakeOver happens, and this is their yearly War Games event. Now, War Games this year is going to be having two matches with the first ever women's war games. Not even the NWA and WCW did a women's war games. WWE is doing it for the first time. In that match, you're going to have a lot of the ladies who are actually gunning for Shayna Baszler's title, but somehow are going to put their differences aside to go and team with her against Rhea Ripley and her team. Now, Shayna Baszler's team consists of Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray, who is the NXT UK champion. All ladies who probably wouldn't mind getting their hands on Shayna Baszler and her title. And they're taking on Rhea Ripley's team, which includes Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. All I can say is these ladies are going to go all out to prove that they deserve to be in a women's war games. And quite honestly, the women's division in NXT seems to be the hottest thing compared to... The women in either Raw or SmackDown. It's just only a matter of time before they get plucked from NXT. And sent up to SmackDown or Raw. But it might be a little bit longer depending on how things go. Since they need to still have their women available for the NXT show that is live every Wednesday. As far as it goes with the War Games match. I can see Rhea Ripley's team picking up the victory. Because not everybody's going to be on the same page as Shayna Baszler. And they all want her title. And she's going to be a victim, I think, of a severe beatdown. But not too severe, because she has to go tomorrow night in a triple threat match with the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions, Becky and Bailey. But I'll save that for later. The other War Games match, Is with the men, and it's gonna have the undisputed era. The tag team champions O'Reilly and Fish, along with the North American champion Roderick Stern, and the NXT champion Adam Cole, going against Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dajakovic, and it was supposed to be uh, who was it? Sorry. It was supposed to be Matt Riddle as part of that team. But because of the issues with Riddle and Finn Balor plus Johnny Gargano still being out, that whole got changed. And Riddle's out of the War Games match and going against Balor. And there's an open spot for Tommaso Ciampa's team. They're not going to actually announce it until the match. So I don't know what to say on this one. It's going to be interesting, I do think though the Undisputed Era, with the experience three years in a row now, being in war games, have the experience, have the edge, and they're going to end up pulling out the victory. Other matches have, as I said, Riddle taking on Finn Balor. Johnny Gargano has been questionable day to day on his injury, so that's why he's out. He might be cleared enough to be either the extra guy for Tommaso Ciampa's team, or he's going to be interfering in this match at least and continue his feud with Finn Balor. But I see Balor picking up the victory in this one, especially with the uh, new heel attitude that Balor has. He kind of needs to have the victory. There's also going to be Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Garza. I believe that's going to be on the pre-show, or at least the opening match of the uh, night, potentially. And I'm going to go with Garza, picking up the victory in this one. He's going to have, uh, I think he's involved with something with Leo Rush and Leo Rush's wife, if I recall right from my uh, recent episode of NXT, where... Garza threw, he ripped off his pants and threw him at Leo Rush's wife. So there's some bad blood going on with them. And Garza needs the victory in this one to help continue that. Unless Leo Rush gets involved somehow and Isaiah Scott picks up the victory. But I'm going with Angel Garza. And then there's also going to be a three way match. To determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. And they're going to get rewarded immediately with the title shot. As the next night at Survivor Series. They get to challenge Matt Riddle. For his NXT Championship. And that's going to consist of Pete Dunne. Damian Priest. And Killian Dane. In this one you got. Two heels, one babyface, and the winner gets to go against the heel champion. I think it would also be impressive if the babyface endures the beatdown between all the two heels. And he has probably the better profile of everybody to go against Adam Cole. Tomorrow night during Survivor Series. So I'm going to go with... Pete Dunne with victory in that one. And so that's NXT Takeover War Games 3 happening tonight on the WWE Network. Now, I'm wondering how hard they're going to go against each other, and they have to be careful of any injuries uh, that they sustain during the War Games matches because there still isn't a clear cut team for the men or the women tomorrow night in the five versus five versus five elimination matches all we know as representing NXT for the women is Rhea Ripley she still has four more spaces to fill and there's no guys been picked yet to represent NXT against Ron Smackdown so it's a little hard to pick I kind of need to have at least one of those two elimination matches to go to NXT and yeah, I see it going to the women of NXT picking it. No, no. Oh, like I said, that's so hard. The men of NXT are going to pick up the victory in the men's elimination match. And I can see the SmackDown women picking up the victory in the women's elimination match. Now, the rest of the card has three-way matches involving the champions of the women, tag, and mid-card. And so that has Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, and Roderick Strong going at it in a three-way match. I see AJ Styles picking up the victory in this one. They've uh, really been strong with a OC. And that's why I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Uh, Of course... past week they just introduced a brand new version of the intercontinental championship i still personally like the classic one but this uh, new version that they introduced on friday does look nice and kind of fits the style of the women's tag team titles and the 24 7 title by a little more detail than the men's or the 24 7 title looks a lot like the women's tag team title um with the women, we got Shayna Baszler, who hopefully can survive a lot enough for tonight with War Games and be in good shape to go against Bailey and Becky Lynch. I can see, in a way, unfortunately, Bailey picking up the loss on this one, and Shayna Baszler getting the victory and rubbing it into Becky's face. So, somehow Becky's going to be out of the ring on the outside looking in when the victory happens. And that could set up a potential uh, Baszler and Becky Lynch one on one match, maybe as late as WrestleMania. And so they could start sowing the seeds on that one, like they did on the uh, sort of face to face that they did on Raw a couple of weeks ago. And I don't mind slow burns. As I said uh, on our round trip or roundtable discussion with AEW, slow burns are always good, and no matter what, the fans with the ADHD and needing a payoff as soon as possible, I like the idea of a slow burn and letting things progress in a natural and logical way. The tag team champions are all going to go against each other. So that's Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly taking on the New Day from SmackDown and the Viking Raiders from Raw. I would like to see the Viking Raiders win this one. Unfortunately, I can see Fish and O'Reilly being the victims of uh, the match, which kind of Hopefully doesn't make uh, the NXT Tag Team Champions look terribly weak or bad. But, you know, somebody's got to lose along the way. The individual men's main titles are going to be on the line. And that's going to have, over on NXT, Adam Cole going against the winner of the Triple Threat match that's happening tonight. I'm hoping that goes to Pete Dunne. But regardless of what's going to happen in that one, and depending on where it's placed, I can see uh, obviously Adam Cole winning, maybe even having the Undisputed Era getting involved and stopping any uh, victory from Pete Dunne. Now, they got an interesting situation with the Universal title as Dana Bryan is now challenging Bray Wyatt for the belt but it was only because Bray Wyatt went after Daniel Bryan and sort of picked him as his opponent in a way which is unlike most champions doing that and in this case Bryan is going to go against him I don't like the thoughts of Either of them losing, so somehow something's gotta happen, but I'm guessing, obviously, they gotta keep the belt on Bray Wyatt somehow, and Daniel Bryan's gonna lose. Over on the Raw side of things, depends on what's going to happen with the uh, title and the appearances for Brock Lesnar, but Dominic could be also involved in the whole thing as Bray Mysterio is challenging Brock Lesnar for the title but he's also defending the honor of his son who got beat up by Brock Lesnar it's gonna be a brawl I think they uh, said it was gonna be false count anywhere some uh, shtick like that so that's gonna go to Brock Lesnar I think still but somehow I don't know they got to get uh, some revenge uh, for Ray. so maybe this is where Brock does actually drop the title and ray mysterio is going to hold on to it for a little bit what that means with uh dominic i don't know kane velasquez could be there and get involved and cost uh brock lesnar a title that might even be more logical and Brock lesnar leaves for a little bit um but yeah that is what survivor series is tomorrow Without knowing what the actual teams are for NXT, it's really hard to determine the full card. But I hope everybody enjoys the shows, and that is uh, my preview for tonight with Smash Wrestling, tonight with NXT, and tomorrow with Survivor Series. Now, a little bit of uh, news out of the wrestling world CM Punk ended up. Uh, doing a tweet and saying he's trying to catch up on things and how hard it is. I don't know the whole tweet to be honest but uh, somehow he said about it being difficult and he loves the fact that women are as the highlight of things and then Tony Khan out of nowhere AEW president ended up tweeting and made reference to the superstars being trapped in Saudi Arabia so it was kind of out of left field Randy Orton chimed in and said about people throwing uh, stones and mentioned about how Tony's dad was in trouble or being investigated for some sort of fraud or conspiracy fraud involving NFL and Tony Khan then tweeted back at Randy and mentioned about Randy saying uh, some things on Twitch which were not uh, very fluttering. And nobody's really come back since, so Tony Khan kind of won that uh, little uh, debate off. But it's kind of weird. They they just threw that all out of nowhere, and that's what's going on there. AEW also announced that an upcoming event in January for uh, Dynamite is going to be entitled Bash at the Beach, which is a WCW trademarked event so Cody Rhodes had been picking up trademarks over the last while he claims to be about 50 of them hopefully they don't use all of them but he's trying to get back some of his dad's catalog and things that Dusty ended up creating in WCW and he's always trying to live up to his daddy's legacy and rebuild it and all that other stuff and It's unfortunately a lot of rehashing of WCW, good, bad, or otherwise. But AEW needs to have their own identity, not to constantly live off the past. Either way, that's happening. And we'll see what goes on, because there's even been rumor of a potential uh, lawsuit uh, going down with... WWE and AEW, I don't know if it's involving with these uh, trademarks or anything like that. Nothing's hugely appeared. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Then looking, also, NWA had to edit their content, or the commentary, the other day on episode number 7, because Jim Cornette opened his mouth again and said some racially driven uh, line that he's used for the last 30, 40 years when he's done commentary because he's it's not the first time that he said it. But it's directed at Trevor Murdoch. Either way, people were offended. A, NWA had to take down the uh, broadcast from YouTube and edit out the line. They ended up coming to terms with Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette is now gone from. A NWA, and basically Jim Cornette is the wrestling version of what we have here in Canada with Don Cherry. Don Cherry saying stupid things. Smart as heck, but says dumb things and gets in trouble for it, and they have to part ways just for keeping up image. So be sure to check out NWA Every Tuesday at 6.05, I try to uh, have a link to it on our Facebook page and go from there each week. And that seems to be uh, about all that's going on right now. And I hope you enjoyed this very short and quick, scattered, I guess, uh, version of the show. And we'll uh, be with you next week with results from Smash Wrestling. NXT and uh, Survivor Series happening tonight. So be sure to also check us out, as I said earlier, on our Facebook page where you can see the production line every Friday. And also go to Tyson Duke's Wrestle Factory if you want to become a wrestler in the future. Wrestling is hot right now. Support independent wrestling wherever you can find it.